Welcome back to the Tackling the Premier League podcast. I am your host, Jack Sosa17. Alongside me, as usual, I've got BJ the Germ Jackson, J Sub the Boob Suber. It's been so long since we've been able to get up, but with an international break and a week off, we figured we'd be able to do this. Uh, this is our first show on the road as uh, your host, Jack Sosa, hit the road. This is the first show with a new hip for your other host, uh, J Sub the Boob Suber. And BJ has also uh, recovered from his illness uh, last week. Fellas, I hope we're all feeling better getting back into the groove of things. Tell me, how's it going? I'm doing good over here. Glad to get over the pollen and the sinus infection I had. Pretty bad, but glad to be over that. Yeah, I'm about tired of these damn crutches, but one more day. We have a very special episode for you today, guys. Instead of doing a whole table rundown of all 20 teams and uh, recapping the last four weeks that we've missed, we've decided on this, the day that the league leaders have reached 69 points, which is a great milestone, by the way, we were going to do a battles race episode special edition just going to present to you the, the the races and the battles that we have going on in the premier league at the moment and, and what's catching our eye and what should be catching your eye as well so stick around and, and enjoy that uh, after these messages from our sponsors well i guess we'll start uh at the top of the table where we always do and, and that's the uh, premier league title race uh and, and currently the uh, first and second place are, are uh, separated by eight points. That's Arsenal and Manchester City, the two teams that have been in it the entirety of the season, the only two we've been talking about. Uh, Arsenal, a game in hand, uh, have played 28 games, where Man City's only played 27. Um, but they do have an eight-point advantage. And they're unbeat, or they've won all five of their last five games uh, compared to City, where City have drawn four, or excuse me, won four and drawn one. Uh, obviously, guys, this is y'all's race. This is between the two of you. The, the L Tackle Co. is going to get heated at the end of the season. So I'll get your opinions. Um, coin toss here. I'm going to flip a coin. We'll see who goes first. Oh, look. It's uh, alphabetical and uh, Premier League table order. BJ, your thoughts so far on, on what has been just a, a dream season for you as an Arsenal fan. And do your guys have enough in the tank to finish it out? And don't say hopefully. Yes, I think we win the Premier League. It's, 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 <laughs> it's obviously it's obviously nerve wracking, but I'm glad that we're out of Europa League. It sucks to be out of it, but couldn't have came at a better time. The injuries we've had, the international break, just uh, ten more games left for us. Get it done, fellas. About a game every five days, not bad at all. Let's get it done. But, yeah, I see us winning it. It's going to be really tough. City's going to be right on our ass the whole way. They do have a game in hand. Like Jack said, it is West Ham at home. So I'm considering that three points for City. So it's really a five-point gap arsenal right now in my head. With City playing us at their place, like I said, it's going to be really tough, man. That game, I see City winning it. So Arsenal really can't slip up anymore, which I don't think we will. I think we beat Liverpool, which is going to be a huge win for us. I can really see us doing that. I know it's at Anfield. That's why I'm saying huge win. We got Chelsea at home. I see us doing that as well. Newcastle away, that's going, that going to be the toughest test for us. Really, that's going to be it right there. But I think we do it uh, with what I got happening. Well, we have to do it. Those are going to be some big wins, but I think we get it done. That Wolves home to win the Premier League at home last game, man, I would love to be there. But, yeah, I think we do it. Justin, what do you think? If I had to put money on it, 
I'd say Arsenal wins it. But like you said, it's only eight points. And City's game in hand is against a struggling West Ham team. And we play off. So that eight points could be down to two real quick. Yep. Which I, um, that's what I have it at. So Yeah. We, we, legit, um, we legit can't slip up anywhere. Yeah, seriously. I mean, this is a city team who won 14 straight to come back on Liverpool one year. While we haven't been near as consistent, um, the, our last two games, we've scored 13 goals and let in zero. So maybe we're finding form at the right time. Um, could be, which could, this international break could hurt us. But I mean, we're playing a game every what three and a half days to finish out the year as long as we stay in all the competitions and we got the squad to rotate so i mean that could lead the city getting hot so they're not really a team you can ever count out and plus kim kardashian has been spending a lot of time in london with this <laughs> arsenal squad so uh you got to take in the kardashian curse into consideration as well Justin, uh, just a quick fact for you. I'm looking it up now. Um, Man City haven't given up a goal. You said they are like, what, 13-0 and 0 in the last two games? Yeah, they yeah. haven't given up a goal in one, two, three, four, five games now. Yeah, so maybe everybody's finding form at the right time. Yeah. Get down, dogs. Sorry. Um, no, yeah, so I'll throw my two cents in. Um, and privately, you guys know how I feel on this matter, but I'll make it public now and I'll make a statement. For me, Arsenal won the Premier League uh, three games ago when they scored a, a, a stoppage time winner in the 97th minute to come back from 2-0 down uh, against Bournemouth at home. Really, like, Arsenal this season have been an impenetrable. Arteta has started the season super hot. Uh, one tough loss on the road against Manchester United. Um uh, and, and they looked like that Arsenal team. There was a feel-good vibe about it. Every time you watched them, you saw how they controlled the match and it just looked a better team. Uh, and then they ran into City in the FA Cup in January. Uh, a number of injuries. Uh, I think there was a little bit of deflation missing out on Mudrik. Uh, obviously, now that looked like a pretty good bit of business to pass up on him. But I think at the moment, the club felt a little deflated. And, and they, they, hit a str- they hit a rough patch. They struggled. I mean, they lost to City in the FA Cup, lost to Everton away. Um, they tied Brentford, lost lost to Man City in the Premier League. That was that was Man City's capitalized moment. They, they had a chance to capitalize, and if they could continue to get the the run of form, that if they could have continued to get wins while Arsenal was slipping up, um, I feel like they they probably would have done Arsenal's heads in. Considering there's not really that great of leadership on that team. Not saying there's excuse me, there's not really that much uh, experience on that team. The leadership's there. Arteta's a good leader. Um, I feel like uh, Xhaka is a very, a very big leader as well, and, and so is uh, Odegaard. But for me, Zinchenko too. Zinchenko as well. For me, Arsenal, Arsenal, with that moment against Bournemouth and when they won the game, that was the moment where it was just like, okay, this is that. Like I said, that's their Premier League. That's their Premier League moment. That like this season they will be crowned champions. Because of that moment, not just because of that moment, but because the feel-good factor, the dominance factor, everything about this team is returned. I mean, the Fulham game, Fulham stood, that was Fulham's, obviously there was a couple players missing. That was Fulham's chance at home, London Derby, big game, absolutely dominated. Arsenal dominated again. And then Crystal Palace as well, 
absolutely dominated again. I understand, you know, Crystal Palace has sacked their manager and they've been through it. Either way, the Arsenal are back. They're back flying high. They got the feel good form again. You know, they have to run into Manchester City again this season. Uh, they go to Anfield, which is a big game. You guys are talking about it could be two points. The big test for me, Etihad, write it off. Anfield, you know, write it off, whatever. The big test for me is the same test Arsenal had last season when they were fighting for the Champions League. They were in they were in fourth place behind Chelsea, and Tottenham Hotspur were in fifth place. Arsenal visited St. James's Park to play Newcastle on what, like three weeks before the season ended? I think it was the uh I think it was three weeks before the season ended, and they couldn't get it done. Newcastle beat them at home and Tottenham Hotspur overtook them for fourth place and ended up winning or finishing in a Champions League spot and Arsenal was in Europa League. I think that that will be their redemption moment on Saturday, May 6th, when they take on Newcastle. They get that done. Obviously, I'm already giving them the crown, but they get that done. You give you give them another crown, um, and you go ahead and you go ahead and hand it to them. And I'll, I think um, one of you touched on this. I think it was you, BJ. Man City still have the Champions League, which is what I feel like the focus of their season has to be on. Obviously, you would love to win the Premier League because you've done it five out of the past six years. But there's got to be someone in Pepsi or saying, forget about Arsenal, forget about the Premier League, we need a Champions League. We need a Champions League. I mean, Justin, what do you feel about that? If you had your choice right now, Premier League title this season or Champions League title this season, you're choosing Champions League, right? Uh, Yeah, you got to. I mean, that's why Erling came. Um, And then if we win the other two trophies that we're competing for as well, I'll take that treble. and give Arsenal the Premier League. I mean, much rather see Arsenal win it than United, for sure. Yeah, I guess uh, you could say we're catching City in the right year when they're actually doing pretty good in this uh, Champions League. And, the yeah, that's they have never won a Champions League, so that's clearly their focus this year. I would have to agree with that. So, yeah, I guess you could say we're catching City in the right year. We can move on to uh, the famous Champions League battle that we have currently at the moment. Uh, other than Manchester City and Arsenal, which I believe Arsenal are, as long as they gain one more point, they're mathematically cha- in the Champions League next year. Is that correct? Which is huge. Yeah. So other than uh, Man City and Arsenal, who are one and two in the cha- who are one and two in the table, are most likely going to be in the Champions League next year. Uh, we've got ourselves a bit of a battle, um, and. Uh, Third place is sits Manchester United on 50 points. Uh, interestingly enough, in fourth place sit Tottenham Hotspur on 49 points. Just a point behind Manchester United. Manchester United have two games in hand, though, however, uh, which which could take them up to 56 points, five points off of third, second place, but it's not really in, in, the, in the fight for the, the, the uh, Premier League. Um, and then behind Tottenham Hotspur, Newcastle on forty-seven points, just two points off of a, off of a uh, Champions League spot. They also have two games at hand on Tottenham Hotspur. So they sit on twenty-six games played, um, as well as Liverpool, Brighton, and Brentford all sit on forty-two points. Now, hear me out. They are Liverpool, Brighton, and Brentford are seven points off of top four, but they have to be included in this this Champions League conversation, do they not? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm including all the way down to Brentford, like you said. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not including Fulham, but I mean, I'm including Brentford. Okay, so 
Uh, I'll start. I started with BJ last time. I'll start with Justin this time. Justin, uh, M- Manchester United, Tottenham Hotspur, Newcastle, Liverpool, Brighton, Hove Albion, and Brentford. Who are the two teams that make it to the Champions League? Uh, and then who are the other two teams that round out the European places? All right. For Champions League, I could, I mean, really any of these teams could slide easily up in a third and fourth. Um, but I'm going to say third stays with United. And I think Tottenham slips out. Um, I feel like Conte, after that explosive interview, I feel like his time's done for sure here in the next week or so. Um, I mean, his time was done at the end of this year anyway, so they'll have somebody else in there, I think, this next week. And I think that they slip out. I mean, as a whole, they don't they just don't have, have that fire underneath them, which is – I mean, I agree with what Conte was saying. I just think it – I feel like the board will take it directed at them as well. So that's why I see them firing him. But I could see place money on it again. I'd say Liverpool slips into that third or fourth spot. Really? Interesting. Yeah, I, I said that a, weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, did. but yeah, yeah, he did. He did. He did. Newcastle's just too streaky for me to slide up in there right now. I mean, yeah, they did win their last two games, but really done it with that typical Newcastle fashion with it being one nil or two nil, but they have been getting goals. I mean, four goals in their last two, which is a big improvement for them. So maybe they could step up, but if I had to put money on it, and I think Brighton could be a sleeper team for that fourth spot, honestly. I, before, before you add on to that, BJ, I, I will just, because I was surprised. The reason I'm surprised about Liverpool, their next three games, they go to the Etihad to face Manchester City. They go to Stamford Bridge, Stamford Bridge to take on Chelsea, and then they welcome the league leaders and Arsenal at home. Three games in a row, uh, all within eight days of each other. That that stretch right there, they do not have the depth for that. They absolutely do not have the depth to play that stretch of games. Um, and and yeah. I think they'll I think they'll struggle. I think they'll drop a pretty good amount of points there. And then also to add on to that, after that stretch, they have to play Leeds at Ellen Road. They host Nottingham Forest, and then they have to play West Ham at the London Stadium. And all, but all three of those teams are in a big battle for the relegation fight. They're going to give you your. They're gonna give you the biggest fight they can to try to get out of this relegation fight, uh, and and then obviously they also for the rest of the season they have Spurs and Aston Villa, and, and um, Brentford, Leicester, and Southampton. I mean that's if they get Champions League, that's a major success considering where they were January first. Yeah, I agree. But um, they end the year on those higher low notes, whichever way you want to look at it. And plus, the last time Manchester and Liverpool started off this badly, they finished first and third. So, could be a little bit of history almost repeating itself in that manner. That's fair. DJ, what do you think? Who are your uh, – well, hold on real quick. Justin, who are your fifth and sixth while we're here uh, for your for your Europa and conference? You said you, said you had Manchester United finishing United. third. I'm going to say – Brighton in fifth. I really like the way that they've been playing, 
And I'm going to say Tottenham slips down to sixth. Okay. Okay. So you've got uh, third, Manchester United, fourth, Liverpool, Brighton fifth, and Spurs sixth. I like yeah. it. I like it. Uh, uh, let's hear. Let's hear your opinions, Jeremy. What, what do you have to say about what, what's been said in in those four spots yourself? Yeah, I think uh, uh, United's uh, Manchester United's a lock for third. They're not. They're not joining that title race, but they're not really in a Champions League battle either. They're nicely comfort third with two games in hand. I see them at least getting four to six points. They got uh, Brentford and do you know the other game in hand? Uh, I do not. Who is it? Oh. I'm looking it up right now. Brentford and uh, Chelsea. So, yeah, it's uh, pretty tough. So, we'll see. We'll see yeah, how they nice. do. Um, but, yeah, I think they'll obviously solidify that spot. And then for fourth, I'm going to have to go with Justin here. He stole my thunder with Liverpool. I think they're hot. They're going to continue to roll. I know they just lost their last game. Yeah. Was a pretty bad loss, but you can get past that, especially with a nice international break here. That's very helpful for Liverpool and no more Champions League to worry about. Just focus on the Premier League. I know you brought up that tough little stretch they have, Jack, but I see them beating Chelsea away. But yeah, they could lose the other two. Very well could. I have them beat Arsenal, though. No correction, I did not. I uh, take that back. I'm stupid. I had Arsenal winning at Anfield, but yeah, so it's gonna be tough for Liverpool. But I think they'll get that fourth spot. Fifth, Newcastle, they've got it. I don't think Tot- I think Tottenham's slipping, boys. I think Tottenham's going down to six. And yeah, Brighton and Brentford will round out seven and eight for the uh, European uh, race right there. I don't think uh, Brighton can make too big of a run. They are looking really nice. They are at 25, which is huge. They're three games behind everyone but, else. For yeah. The game, the game behind Liverpool, they're sitting tied with on points. So, and a game behind Newcastle, who's at, 20, I mean at 47. So that is kind of big right there for Newcastle as well. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, Brighton stay at seven. I really am hot on Liverpool right now. So. I see them surging up with Tottenham falling down. So Liverpool three, I mean, sorry, Liverpool four, you got Newcastle five, and then Tottenham six for me. Interesting. Brighton's three games in hand, by the way. Uh, both Manchester clubs, at, they play them both at home. They have them at the Amex. So Man United, Man City, and Newcastle. Newcastle, yeah. That's yeah, tough. That, that's, that's definitely tough, no doubt about that. Uh, and you know they'll be thrown in on random weeks, weekdays where they have you know a game on Saturday and then another game on Saturday, and they'll they'll pop in on a Wednesday and be like, "Hey, you mind playing this club here?" Um, so it's gonna be tough for Brighton, uh, but you know, like you said, they're so forward playing, they're so good when they move the ball forward. It's it's beautiful to watch. Interesting. Uh, Manchester United only have a uh, plus six goal differential. Everyone else in the top seven has at least a plus ten. Uh, I find that pretty interesting. They find they find ways to win games. Um, I see that them. Back, that could come back to haunt them, though. Since you just brought it up real quick, if they do get into the slip into that race, which I don't think they will, they could fall quick because of that goal differential. 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but I, I, I personally don't think they'll fall into that race. And um, you know, they're they're still um, in three cup or three competitions. You know, they have Europa League, um, they have uh, FA Cup, and then and then obviously they still have the Premier League games to play. So. You know they they do have a lot of games, but they have a lot of depth, and I think I think Ayrton Hogg has has gotten this team right where he wants them. Um, I've got Manchester United locking in that third place. Um, I'll be honestly, I'd be surprised. Spurs are going to slip. Obviously, there's a lot of crap going on at the club. I don't know. I think like obviously Conte made a bad. I don't know if he made a bad decision. He said some things that needed to be said. But I think he probably said them at the wrong time because I mean they're not in terrible position. They're not in great position. They're not in terrible position. Spurs will probably drop down, especially because they're two games ahead of everyone else around them. Um, and and I see I could probably see uh, Liverpool because they have the most experience fighting in this battle, taking that fourth place. I don't want them to. I personally would love to see Newcastle finish in that spot. But the reason Newcastle hasn't claimed that spot for their own is because they have 11 draws so far this season. Um, and you just don't – you just – you got to be better in terms of winning games. Obviously, three losses. They're tied with the league leaders in losses. They don't lose very many games, Newcastle United. And fun fact about said losses, two of those losses have come in the last five games by the hands of Liverpool and Man City. Um, so in terms of – not losing games, but drawing them. Newcastle been great, just not good enough for me. Um, ideally, ideal world, I would love to see Brentford snatch it and finish fourth. How crazy would that be if Brentford Football Club out of London, the Bees, grab fourth place? I don't see it happen. So my my top six would be Arsenal, Man City, Man United, uh, Liverpool, Newcastle. And and Tottenham Hotspur, that'll be me. That's what I'll go with. Um, y'all got anything to add on anything that I said there? Um, we can add a little bit to the uh, Europa Conference League race. Do you is there any chance you got Chelsea or Aston Villa making a run at that sixth spot, or potentially seventh if like some crazy scenario happens and another spot opens up in Europe? Yeah, I, I think Chelsea very well has a chance to potentially get up to seventh and maybe snag a lucky spot at Europa Conference League or something like that. For me, if I'm Chelsea Football Club and I'm Grand Potter and I, I'm focusing on two, focusing, well, no, 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 I'm focusing on two years from now. Are they? They are still in the Champions League. Yeah, they have. Yeah, but they, they got Real Madrid, Madrid. Yeah. and then they have to play Bayern or Man City. I'm focusing on two years from now. I'm focusing on playing the players that I believe will be in my starting 11 two years from now for the rest of the season so they can gain that experience. That 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 includes, is Lewis Hall healthy or is he out? I think he's out. Anyways, I'd be playing the young guys. I'd be playing the system and the team that I want to play. I would not be I would not be playing, obviously, Thiago Silva's hurt. He could play the Champions League games. I would not be playing him in the Premier League. I would not be playing Kaladu Koulibaly because he's not going to be there two years from now. He's too old. Um... You know, I wouldn't be playing Raheem Sterling. I would definitely not be playing Aubameyang, which he hasn't been playing. It's been one of those things where it's like... He, has, is, he, has, he actually hasn't played Thiago Silva a lot either in the Premier League here recently. He's been hurt. Oh, but, okay, um, okay, okay. But, like, for me, I would be focusing on the players 
that I see playing in the team two years from now. Because th- at this point, screw it. You almost want to take the Arsenal approach, not, not you know, because Arsenal had Europa League, but you almost want to take the Arsenal approach where you have the minimum number of games to play next season yeah, that's so why that you can, you can attack I've, the Premier League heavy-handed. I've already said it in um, one of our podcasts uh, before. Chelsea's my bet to win the Premier League next year. If they don't have, have Europe to worry about, they're winning the Premier League next year, fellas. If I'm a bet, man, that's where my money's going as soon as the season ends on a future for them. Jason, what do you think about Chelsea that sit uh, in 10th place on 38 points tied with Aston Villa? They're only three points out of sixth. Um, we have a game in hand over Liverpool, but what do you what do you think of that? Uh, I don't see Villa making a run for that spot. Chelsea, I mean, if, uh, if Potter hasn't put in his tactics point, this uh, World Cup break isn't going to do it for him. And, I mean, to end out the year, they got United, Liverpool, um, Arsenal, City, and Newcastle. So, realistically, no, I don't see them finishing there either. So, yeah, I'd say Europe for next year. I agree with you. Play the guys that are going to be in the squad for the next few seasons to come rather than um, ones you listed, especially Aubameyang. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, I don't see them finishing top seven. And, honestly, next year, even with uh, the least amount of games as possible, um, they wouldn't be my picks to win the league either. That uh, that list includes Kovacic as well because he's probably not going to be in the squad for the next couple of seasons. He, he you know, he – anyways, BJ, what uh, – or sorry – um, so just to point it out, the Premier League has a big rift in it from, from second to third place is 11 points from third to 11th place is 12 points. So, I mean, right there is so tight. It's not really all. I mean, it is tight. It's very tight. You look at sixth place on 42 points and you look at 11th place on 38 points. That's four points. We're talking four points separating, you know, Six squads. They're they're all right there. They're all fighting for Europe, for for uh, mid table. This is such a great battle, uh, and, and it's it's one to look forward to. After eleventh place, the divide between eleventh and twelfth place is eleven points. We should say something real quick. I should add a special mission, guys. What do you think of the job Unai Emery's done at Aston Villa to uplift them from the terrible start they had under Steven Gerrard and put them 11 points clear of this relegation bet? I mean, yeah, I think we, uh, at least I'm, Justin and I were on the same page. I think we both called Villa getting to the middle of the table and kind of staying there. I, I thought it was the right hire, and it was a good hire. Let's see what he could do with some uh, signings in the summer. Yeah, and going into next year, I mean uh- – could really see them finishing like eighth, seventh, or eighth, somewhere in there, even. Yeah, maybe even for a conference league, a Europa Conference League, or a Europa League spot. I can see that as well. Yeah, I mean, they got quality in the squad. It's just, um, it is a little you know, old. Well, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to get some uh, younger signings in to replace some of those older guys, but he's got the squad exactly. BJ and I thought that they would be 
at this point in the year, which uplifting them from this uh, relegation battle, which honestly I didn't see there being a 12th through 20th relegation battle at this point in the season. But Yeah, that's insane. I don't think anybody did, to be honest. It's a historic relegation battle. It's nothing we've ever seen before. Yeah, uh, and, and we'll get to we'll, we'll definitely get to the relegation battle, but it just goes to show what the difference a new manager can make uh, at the right time. At, at at the right time specifically, but even at any time, and, and we'll talk about that. Obviously, um, in the relegation battle so far, uh, there are nine teams. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. There's nine teams. Okay, of those nine teams, one. I guess one has had two managers. Um, two, three, four, five teams have all made manager changes. Uh, the four that haven't uh, would be, um, I guess, Bournemouth, Bournemouth were, they made a manager change, but it was very early in the season, and they were actually doing decent when, when he first got in. Right? I mean, like, they were it's like, It's only what, three like, teams. It's only Nottingham Forest, Leicester, and West Ham. Bournemouth made a change. Yeah, 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 but I mean, he was that. That wasn't in the middle. That wasn't because they were fighting relegation. That was because the manager said the board were shit and that the team was shit, and he didn't have enough work to work with to stay in the Premier League. I don't think that was because they a run of bad results and, and they were getting kicked. What I mean is like he wasn't wrong. Sh- What's up? He wasn't wrong. Nope. Well, I mean, to be honest, like they lost. What they lost by an aggregate score of nine nil to to Liverpool and to Man City in back-to-back games, and I guess the frustration got to it. But anyways, a lot of teams in the relegation zone have made managerial changes. Some of them have worked out, and to be to be frank, a lot of them have worked out. Looking at the table in just a snapshot right now, uh, four of the teams that made managerial changes are 15th through 12th. Um, and then obviously Southampton and Bournemouth still hold the lot up. Uh, Leicester City and West Ham, who have held on to their managers as well as fourth, take up those 18 through 16 slots. Um, we'll go through it. Let's break down every team and and, and what's what what we think their their future holds. We'll start 12th. Crystal Palace sitting on 27 points, 28 games played. Uh, Crystal Palace has four losses in their last five games. The fifth being a draw to Liverpool, which was a great result for them. Uh, sacked Patrick Vieira, and uh, according to Fabrizio Romano, Roy Hodgkins at the age of 75 years old, who just saw Watford get relegated, is coming back to the club to coach Wilf Zaha and company again. Crystal Palace, guys, talk to me. What 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 is your what is your outlook? What is your prospectus for this Crystal Palace team? Do they go down, or do they narrowly escape, or are they comfortable? No, they, they narrowly escape. They're definitely going to slip. Uh, Wolves and Leeds, definitely can see jumping them as, as well as Leicester. Um, yeah, I can see them dropping a couple spots. I can see them finishing in that 16th, 15th range. Yeah, I see them narrowly escaping as well. Um, I feel like they just barely pick up enough points. I mean, I don't think Roy, or pretty sure Roy's not long term appointment so he's just there kind of as a caretaker role to the end of the year yeah you brought up roy that was what i was thinking about there with uh him coming in what's he gonna do with uh this group of players i mean they've got a lot of personalities on this team 
And I don't know, is he going to be able to bring them all together to actually fight and keep up in the relegation battle? It's going to be a tough, tough job for him. But let's see if the old man can still do it. Yeah, I mean, guys, Roy, the reason they sat Roy Hodgkins in the first place is because they didn't score enough goals. And that's the problem. The goals have dried up. They can't stick with the strikers. Mateto or Edward, they don't know who to go with. Uh, Alise seems to be worthless except from, from a free kick in the past couple of games. He's done absolutely nothing. Zaha, if he doesn't have the ball at his foot, doesn't do a single thing. I mean, literally, just stands there, and then if anything goes against his team, he just raises his arms up in the air. Uh, there's, like you said, there's a lot of personalities. There's a lot of bad stuff in this team. And Justin, you made the point that all but two of their games are against non-bottom half teams, but or excuse me, non-top half teams. They're all against relegation fighting teams. I think that that's personally coming from someone who has watched a team fight a a relegation scrap. Playing teams in the top half that have nothing to play for or like on the outskirts of Europe is much better than playing someone else in a relegation battle. Because both, I mean, like, you know, Crystal Palace have to play all these teams that are in this relegation battle. They have something to play for. They're going to go out there and give you their best team, like I said earlier. And, and I think, you know, this Crystal Palace team, while they have loads of talent, talent means nothing when, when talent doesn't work hard. You can beat a team by outworking a team. And, and it seems like... You know, other than the Arsenal game this past weekend where Arsenal outclassed Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace are getting outworked in every game they play. Leicester's going to outwork them. Leeds are going to outwork them. Southampton, they could pick up points. Um, Everton beat them 3-0 when Frank Lampard was the manager, and that was just kind of one of those games where it's like, wow, you got outworked. Obviously, we're at home. we got to face them away. Wolves, I think they could pick up points there. West Ham's going to outwork them. Spurs... This is in May, so hopefully they get their shit together and they can outwork them. Bournemouth, another one that's going to give them a good test. I mean, Bournemouth beat Liverpool by outworking them. I just think, like, if Crystal Palace do not... I don't think Roy Hoskins was the right decision, but they cannot find someone to commit a long term to with a team that's in this much turmoil. Um, Crystal Palace, I don't think, is, is the topic of discussion. I think, personally, they either narrowly escape or they finish 18th and they're gone personal opinion. And I, and the reason I think that is Iberichi Eze, Wilfred Zaha, uh Mateta, Edward, Decore, uh Gehi, who just got called up to England. All Anderson, all these guys, all these guys are not playing in the championship. They're not. They're 100% not. And you know, especially Zaha, specifically Zaha, who started the season in blistering hot form. Uh, for me, I just don't see these guys sticking to the task. I see them just being like, get me to summer and my agent can get me a move. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, they're either, for me, they're either 17th or 18th. Um, and Does anybody have a rebuttal or a, an addition to that? Or we'll move on 13th? Yeah, no, I mean, I see them 16th, 17th, personally. So narrow yeah, escape for you and BJ narrow yeah, I mean, escape for you. By the skin of their team. You got yeah. it. Wolves, Wolverhampton Wonders uh, sit on 28 games played, tied with Crystal Palace on points at 27 points. Uh, three losses in their last five games and one draw and one win. The win came a 1-0 win against Tottenham Hotspur, who are also in turmoil. We'll get to that. 
2-0 loss to Liverpool, 2-1 loss to Newcastle, and a 4-2 loss just this past weekend at home to Leeds, where they had two players sent off, one wasn't even on the pitch. Guys, Wolves, obviously, it's the same It's the same kind of stuff we've been talking about all season. They can't score goals. We thought that they would move with Aston Villa and get out of this, but they find themselves in the top half of this. What What do we say about Wolves here? Uh, Wolves are safe. I can, see, I can see them finishing in that spot they're in right now, 13th. only team I can really see jumping them maybe is Leeds. Yeah. Thirteenth is yeah. I'll go. I'll go thirteenth. I see Leeds finishing twelfth. Yeah, you never really know what you're going to get from them either. I mean, the quality in this squad, they should be probably sitting in eighth, but it just isn't happening for them this year. And uh, this is one where managerial change seemed like it has played a huge uh, role in bringing them up from twentieth where they were whenever they made the change. Um, but yeah, I see them sitting about where they're at. Uh, I think that they're, I mean, they're obviously not out of the relegation battle, but um, I see the quality in the squad bringing them up uh, and keeping them away from those bottom three spots. Yeah, I can I can see them getting out easy, easily as well. I think if they're going to get out, which they are, they have to get it done by the end of April. Uh, but realistically, by this or excuse me, by April twenty fifth, um, their next five is Forest, Chelsea, Brentford, Leicester, and Crystal Palace. That's easily, and I say easily because I mean easily. That's easily sixteen points. It's gotta be. I mean, you gotta you gotta get sixteen points out of those games. You gotta get out of there. You gotta get three wins and a draw. Uh, you know, you could drop one to Chelsea. You could drop one to Brentford. Either way, you gotta get. You know. Like we said, they have a lot of relegation battles. But after those five, the five they end with are Brighton, Villa, United, Everton, and Arsenal. And and really, realistically, the only thing you can see out of there is maybe four points. Maybe they get a draw and a win. They beat Everton and they get a draw out of the rest of the games. But they've they've got to get they've got to get the hard work done by by Tuesday, April twenty fifth, or they're going to be they're going to be right there in the thick of things, especially. You know, if it comes down to the last day of the season, you can't expect them to go into the Emirates and get three points unless unless Arsenal have already won the Premier League at that point, which even then Arsenal are going to want to put on a show so their fans have something extra to cheer about at the end. Uh, but we'll move to 14th place. Or do y'all have anything to say about Wolves there, their run of games, or are y'all good? I mean, out of those last five, I could see them getting uh, six. I mean, I could see them beating Villa pretty easily. I mean... You know Villa is going to show up against the big teams, but they've kind of been uh, in mixed form against teams below them. I mean, yeah, that's that's, that's fair, but they they just got waxed by Leeds. Yeah, those last yeah. five are a tough run of games. You get Brentford away, yeah, that's that's an L. Uh, Villa, I'll give that a win. Obviously, Manchester United away, that's an L. Everton home, that's a win. Arsenal, I see six points out of the final five. I just think I think I think they're gonna have to get the majority of their work done before, before the end. Yeah, like they want to get out. Like, do not leave it till then to where you desperately need points and you're going to fight for points. Like, you don't you don't want to be fighting for points against those teams uh, at that point of the season. You want to go ahead and get it done. 
get it out of the way because their next five are a lot easier than the last five. But you know, differing opinions. Um, I'm trying to look to see what their last result against Villa was, but well, I can pull it. Up. I just had their whole schedule, like their whole season, up, but I exited out. Oh, yeah, of it. yeah, I did too. Um, uh, oh, who Villa? Yeah. Uh, drop one one. When was it? Uh, January fourth. Oh, okay, so yeah, I mean, yeah. that was post Steven Gerrard, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah, that yeah. was that was post uh, Bruno Lars. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh... All right, moving on. 14th place, uh, Leeds United States find themselves sitting in 14th place, a game in hand on everyone else in this relegation battle. <laughs> Uh, they sit on 26 points, just one point behind the 12th and 13th place teams. Um, two losses in their last three games, um, but they face Arsenal next. After this here, uh, um, after this here international break, their three results in the last five games have come: a 1-0 win against Southampton, uh, a 2-2 draw against Brighton, which is a big game for them, and then they obviously went to Molyneux and thwarted Wolves uh, 4-2. Um, Leeds United yeah. very good at scoring goals, not so good at keeping them out, but they have a decent goal differential because of their ability to score. Uh, what 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 say you, Jerem? Where do you see them? Where what's their range? I got them. Uh, just out of this relegation battle, just talking about these teams, I got them finishing twelve. If we're keeping them right there, uh, yeah, I I got Leeds uh, moving up. I think Javi Garcia's got this team playing nice. Finally, like you said, that big draw two two against Brighton. That was big for them to get them back on track. And I think it showed, even though Wolves, yeah, they had those red cards. I think it, oh, they actually did not have the red cards against them. They had them against Man United. I got that confused. Um, but, yeah, a big win against Wolves there. Um, that, did. Uh, Wolves did have the red cards against Leeds. Oh, I thought it was United. And United you... It was United and Fulham that had a bunch of Oh, red okay. Red I'm getting yeah. confused. Okay, okay. You're right, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, that that full game with United got me all thrown off with the two reds, man. Um, but yeah, the Wolves that was uh, yeah with those two red cards. Well, not I don't know how many they had. I'm so confused now. They had two. Oh wow! And yeah, I think, was, uh, I think it was Johnny was sent off for going. Oh, that's yeah, that's ball. right. Yeah, over the ball, and, and then, then Matthias Nunes got a red card on the bench for acting a fool. Okay. Okay. So, but yeah, that's um, that's big for Javi Garcia there. Big win. Um, obviously they're not going to win their next game. That's a big L. But I can see them beat Nottingham Forest, Crystal Palace. Tough game against Liverpool there at home. Live uh, Fulham away, but I can see them picking up those six points after Nottingham Forest with Nottingham Forest and Crystal Palace. That's huge to get off to a good start there. And I think they'll ride that momentum to twelfth. I see them not being really in the battle, hopefully. Yeah, I think they just narrowly escaped. Looking at, uh, I mean, it's not going to be as close as what I'm putting Palace, but uh, just looking at the rest of them, the ones that um, they don't play below them, you got Arsenal, Liverpool, uh, Fulham, which is which has proven to have been tough to play against this year. City, Newcastle, and Spurs uh, to end the season. So it's the ones that's in there 
area, I mean, very winnable, but except for the maybe Leicester, but that'll just be whoever can score the most goals. So, yeah, I could see them just barely escaping, but I don't have them in that bottom three. Yeah, I th- I agree with Justin. They definitely got a difficult run in, and, and I-, I see them narrowly escaping too in, in one of those 16, 17 spots. And I tell you what, they're, they're you know, knock on wood, they're an injury away from dropping in that relegation zone. I mean, they've made some really, really good investments this winter uh, and buying some really good players. And, and Nato, Noto, Ganato, Nato, Gunato, whatever. He, he's been good. Okay. He's been good in some games. He's been missing from a lot of games. But it takes time to find that Premier League form. Um, so I think he's going to be a true player. Um, and he's one who got caught up for Italy this international break. He'll be facing Saka uh, on the other side. Um, you know, Javi Garcia is a good, a good defensive coach. He's a good defensive man, manager. And I don't know if he's one for the long term, and I think Leeds think he is, which could put them in trouble. But currently, I could see them narrowly escaping in one of those sixteen to seventeen spots. Uh, I had a, I had a Crystal Palace, but Crystal Palace have more talent, so I guess we'll see. It'll, it'll, it'll be an interesting one. This is a very interesting one. It's too tough to call. Um. Any more to add to Leeds United before we move on? No. 15th place sits Everton Football Club on 28 games played with 26 points, tied with Leeds United as well, only behind them in goal differential. Um, they have lost two of their last five games, which in terms of form is is brilliant, uh, unbeaten in their last three, uh, which will take... Um, 2-2 draw to Nottingham Forest, 1-0, law, 1-0 win to Brentford at home, and then a 2-2 draw on the road at Stamford Bridge against Chelsea. Uh, Germ, Everton Football Club, new manager Sean Dyche, still playing without a true striker. Uh, what have you seen so far, and, and where do you see them finishing? Oh, man, well, I was one of the diehards saying Everton was going down, but Sean Dice's got his team rolling, man. It's, he's got him playing the way he, exactly the way he wants to play him. Play for him, and yeah, it's really nice for Everton and Everton fans right now. That was a little nervy uh, game with Chelsea, but you love to see the two-two draw, especially away. Oh, it's just this is a tough one for me. I I got it coming down to really two teams: it's Everton and Nottingham Forest. I think Leicester and West Ham both make it out. It's just I don't know which one of these two teams is going to finish in that 18th spot. Which one's going to finish in the 17th? I would like to just to be Jack, make Jack happy. I'm going to go 17th for Everton, and they barely make it out. Again, they again. I don't care where the, you put us, as long as we don't finish in the spot. Yeah. Again, they they make it out of the relegation battle at the last day. Yeah, it sets up nicely for them facing Bournemouth at home. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah I kind of got them in that same spot as you BJ Um, it's going to come down to them or Forrest in my opinion as well but uh, like you said the players have really bought into dice ball and they look a whole lot better attacking as well Um, I mean I'm sure Jack knows the exact statistics as far as touches in the opponent box and all that good stuff. But with the players buying into the coach's mindset, I see them 
escaping as well, either 16th or 17th. Oh, I appreciate that, Justin. I appreciate Damn, that. Justin gave you 16th. I'm about to say. All right, so let's just go through. All right, so first. I'm, first I'm looking at your schedule right now. Yeah. First and foremost, first and foremost, in terms of Goodison Park, you it's very difficult to go into Goodison Park and beat, beat Everton. Villa did it, and Villa did it, you know, I, the pin was and then obviously the second goal after we put on a second striker to try to tie a 1-1. Either Bro, way. I'm Villa looking at oh, no. We yeah. have our first game Three out back. of your five home game, remaining home games are tough. Continue though. Okay, we have at home, we have Spurs, who are in turmoil right now, who also have our savior, our messiah from last season, as Rashalison, on their team, and they also have Dan Juma, who did us dirty by coming, taking all the pictures, doing all the stuff, and then not reporting up for training and going to Spurs, who has also only played 15 minutes in the Premier League off of, off of Spurs's bench. Embarrassing to say the least. Anyways, we have them at home next. They're already in turmoil. They don't know if they're the manager refused to show up for training today. You gotta at least give us a point out of that. We may get three just because we're at Goodison Park. Hopefully. Next we have Fulham, who we tied at their place in the fall under Frank Lampard. We're under we're in dice ball. They will not have Alexander Mitrovic because he's getting a, a three game suspension. Uh they will have Willian, however, but you know, without Vinicius is good, but he's not that good. Anyways, moving forward. Newcastle. We just sold our academy product, you know, pride and joy in quotation marks, Anthony Gordon to Newcastle, who can barely make it into their team. Uh, and we have them at home in Goodison Park. Then we have City at home at Goodison Park, who is going to be in the middle of hopefully Champions League semifinal uh, home and away games. So they'll be, focused, they'll be focused on bigger and better things. And at that point, you know, I hate to bring it up, but New Year's, we did tie City at their place. Just saying, we have a good record against Manchester City. And then we finished the season off with Bournemouth, who we did lose two times in one week against. But either way, beyond all of that, Sean Dyche has changed this team. There's no doubt about it. He has matched the number of wins Frank Lampard had in 20 games in seven games. We've won three games in seven in seven with, with Sean Dyche at the helm. I don't like. Obviously, it's it's hard. It's not hard to watch because it's it's great to watch at the same time. The way the team plays, every time we get the ball in the attacking half, yes or no, do we look more threatening? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, so I I just feel like we look more threatening every time we get the ball in, in, in the other team's half, and we've scored more goals than we have. And and we just look a better team now. I won't say that we're we're safe. We're nowhere near safe. What I will say though is I can see us finishing fifteenth uh, or sixteenth comfortably. I do not agree with you guys in the statement that Leicester or West Ham are going to get out of this easy. You say comfortably? Fifteenth mm, or sixteenth comfortably? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I think y'all Leicester, have y'all have two what? games in hand over West Ham with only two points above them. Right, right, right. I, yeah, I'm saying Leicester or West Ham. I think one of those two teams is is not gonna get above us. And okay, here's why. That, and here's that, why. That's here's giving why. you the, that's giving you the 16th. Yeah, I, I can agree to that. I can agree to that. And here and here's why. Leicester City, who's leaving next year? 
Oh, Madison. And? Two Simmons, yeah. Two super important players. What Look, what reason are they going to fight for that badge? Are they going to fight for that badge? T. Lemons didn't play in the last couple games, I'm pretty sure, as well. He's not signing a new contract. He's leaving. Whether Leicester City stay up or go down, James Madison is leaving as well. They're not going to fight for that badge right above their heart on their shirt. West Ham United, yep. who's leaving next season? Hold on, hold on. With that being said, they're also fighting for their next contract. and. Um, Matters has been – his name's been thrown around at City, and if he's just going to quit on his team, it's going to make us less likely to sign him. So he's going to want to play on, I don't think they quit on the team, but are they willing to do the nitty-gritty, dirty stuff? You know, not dirty, like foul somebody, but like – Now, now on Lester, I agree with you that you're going with those statements on Madison and Tillemans, but the next guy you're about to bring up where you're going with Declan Rice – yeah, I think he's willing to do all that to keep West Ham up. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I think Declan Rice is as well, but he's gone. Yeah, he's, he's gone, gone, but he's willing to do all that to keep West Ham up and but to do that West for Ham, his manager. West Ham are in a, a particularly difficult situation. Because they're in Europa Conference League. Yes, but we'll get to all that. We'll get to all that. We're done. So you guys have Everton in 17th or 18th, and I have them in 15th or 16th, right? Correct. We can move forward. Not yeah. in a force. Not in a force. Sit tied with Everton on points. Uh, uh, a game in hand on Everton, uh, and they sit in 16th place. Um, they have not won a game in their last five games. Draws came against Everton, which they came back twice uh, against, and then a brilliant draw against Man City at home, where they were dominated for multiple parts of the game, but uh, ended up getting a, a beautiful, well worked goal. Uh, to find themselves 1-1 drawers against Man City. Nottingham Forest, guys, are uh, recently promoted. Um, we're in a toxic relationship with their manager, and instead of firing him, gave him a long-term contract to keep him around. Nottingham Forest play, in terms of the top half of the table, they play Man United, Liverpool, Brighton, Chelsea, Arsenal. In their last ten games, they um, also, huh? And Brentford. And Brentford, yeah. I, how do I keep forgetting Brentford? They're legit. This Forest team, made up of a lot of new signings from the season, Brendan Johnson and Joe Worrell. Guys, can they escape? It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be really tough for this Nottingham Forest team. Uh, I don't have them escaping because I have Everton barely escaping at 17th. So yeah, I think they're gonna be fall- yeah they're gonna be falling into that 18th spot, and it's not gonna be good for the money they spent in the summer and that contract they just gave their uh, head coach Steve Cooper or their manager, whatever he is. Um, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of explaining to do on um, from this Nottingham Forest team come end of May. Yeah. I'd hate to be the owner knowing that I wasted $180 million or whatever it is at this point um, because I see them going down as well. Seeing that, really, I see them getting, I mean, maybe six to eight points the rest of the season. Of course, are out then. Huh? I mean, I could agree with you guys yeah. more. I think – 
I think Kaylor Navis was a great signing, and he's a brilliant goalkeeper. But if you don't have competence, at least minimal competence in front of you, then yeah. the the basics aren't done. Everton went in there and scored two goals, and that was the moment where, even though they came back and, and scored two themselves, that was the moment when I knew I was like, yeah, this team's done for. I mean, if we could score two goals against them, they're done for. Same with Chelsea. Um, I'd like, I'd obviously really like to see Force sneak out of this. Not at the expense of Everton, but I'd like to see him sneak out. I just, I don't see it, guys. I really don't. Um, I see them finishing 18th, and I think that'll round out the bottom three. Um, moving on from them, in 17th place sit Leicester City. Leicester City, same number of games played, just a point behind Nottingham Forest. Uh, no wins in their last five as well. Both teams are struggling a lot. Uh, Leicester have played Man United, got thwarted 3-0. They lost to Arsenal 1-0. Uh, they lost to Southampton 1-0 as well. Um, and then they brought Chelsea to their place and lost 3-1. And, and their last game, they drew Brentford 1-1 right before the uh, international break. Leicester City, guys, this is this is the one that we all have on our radar getting out, no? Yeah, I, I think I think they do it. It's gonna be um, tough for Brendan Rodgers, but I think my, I think uh, he does it. It's gonna you got the players like you said. They got they got James Madison. I know they haven't been playing Tillemans too much. They got Harvey Barnes. They still got Jamie Vardy up top, and I'm not sure what he's really doing these days. They got uh, Inacio. They still got some talent around them. They got uh, I know they're shaky in some places, especially on that defense. But yeah, I, I got Leicester barely making it out. I think they'll finish in that sixteenth uh, or this seventeenth uh, spot. Yeah, I see them oh, climbing no, out. seventeenth, sixteenth, because I have Everton in seventeenth. I apologize. Yeah, I don't remember where I've got everybody, but I see them getting out um, relatively comfortably compared to everybody else in this twelve through twenty battle. I mean. And their next five run of games, and after the international break, you could see that I could see them pulling it together. And uh, the break came at a good time for them. I mean, you got Palace, Villa, Bournemouth, City, and then Wolves. I mean, honestly, you could see them walking away with twelve if they're at like or city standards, but I mean, realistically, you can see them getting seven to nine out of the, those five games. They have to. I mean, they yeah. Have to. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Before you go, Jack, we haven't really mentioned it, but something that could come into play and that's really big for Leicester and West Ham is their goal differentials. You can compare that to Everton and Nottingham Forest, who are right above them. Leicester's at negative nine. Uh, West Ham's at negative 10, while Everton and Nottingham Forest, Everton is at negative 18, and Nottingham Forest is at negative 27. If they just slip right back in into a tie in points, they're easily passing both of those teams with that goal differential. So that's a big key factor here. It is. Yeah, you're 100% right about that. I agree. Um, and I think West Ham have plenty of talent. I just – or excuse me. I think Leicester. Leicester have plenty of talent. I just think they're, they're in one of those situations where, you know – there has to be a consistent level of production from the eleven themselves. 
or you have to change it. And I think, I mean, Brendan Rodgers has done a decent job. Uh, it's just, it's one of those things, guys. Do you think? Do you think if they made a managerial change three months ago that they would be clear the way Aston Villa is? That is a really, that's a really good question. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say yes. Unfortunately for Brendan Rodgers, I say yes. Yeah, I'm gonna say yes as long as it was the right guy, like a Unai Emery or somebody like that. Maybe even Potch could have done better. Um, I was just I was gonna be my next question, Potch. Yeah, you literally just you made his name come to my head. So yeah, if they get the right guy, then yeah, I could very easily see this Leicester squad. I've been comfortable sitting at 38 points where Villa and Chelsea are. What about West Ham United, guys? The Hammers. They are the la- the first team in the relegation zone. Uh, they they have two games at hand on on the par. Um, and they have one win in their last five. Uh, that came a four nil thwarting against Nottingham Forest on the road. Um, West Ham United, plenty of talent, just uh, refuse to replace their manager. I personally have been the guy that says they have to replace their manager if they want to get out of this. If you think Leicester would have been comfortably out of this by replacing their manager, then you have to agree that West Ham would have been far clear if they replaced their manager by now. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that, but um while we we're um waiting on you to join up before the podcast, I mentioned I mentioned it to Justin. The main reason I think that they haven't gotten rid of David Moyes is because they're still in that Europa Conference League battle. They're in the quarterfinals of that. If they win that, they're right back in uh the Europa League. So I completely understand what you're saying about the Premier League, but that's my reasoning on them not getting rid of David Moyes yet. And I see this uh, West Ham team getting out of the uh, relegation battle, honestly. They have two games in hand over the teams above them. Um, So that's huge. If they do lose those two games in hand like they just lost their last game, uh, well, like they lost against uh, Brighton uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago, that would be very bad because now put them at the same goal differential as Everton, and that's not what you want in the relegation battle, obviously. So I see them doing it, though. I see them finishing above Leicester and in that uh, 15th spot. Yeah, I don't see them finishing above Leicester, but I think that they can make it out. Um, just looking at their last games, I think part of it comes will come down to their goal differential. Um, they can be leaky, but I mean, as you said, they uh dropped four nothing to Brighton, but the week before they uh beat Nottingham Forest four nil. So yeah, finding goals in the right games for them, uh, obviously. But yeah, I see them getting out. Uh, relative, I mean. Not really comfortably, because how can you be comfortable down there? But finishing about 15th or so above Nottingham Forest, Everton, and maybe Leeds even. My biggest difficulty with West Ham is they have, in their running, they have not bottom half teams. Man City, Newcastle, Fulham, Arsenal, Liverpool, Brentford. But their bottom half team run-ins 
They get Southampton at home, which should be three points 100% of the time. And then they have to go to Bournemouth, which is a difficult game. They have to go to Crystal Palace, which is a London Derby, which is difficult. They have to go, and then they, they host Leeds, and then they have to go to Leicester on the final day of the season. I mean, I could see them getting out, guys. I, I mean, I'm right there. I put them, I put them in the 15th through 17th slots with Everton and Leicester. But they, if they cannot pull it together, they're going to be right there with Forrest, and I hope they aren't. Because I think, I mean, I like, I like the players on the team, and I want to see David Moyes do well. I think, you know, he's a good manager. I think he's just past his time. Uh, yep. And then uh, we'll, we'll do these in conjunction together because I don't think either of us, any of us, have them getting out. Uh, 19th and 20th hold uh, Bournemouth and Southampton, guys. Uh, Bournemouth sit in 19th, uh, 27 games played on 24 points, and Southampton sit in 20th, 28 games played uh, on 23 points. Um, both teams have at least one win in their last five games. Bournemouth has actually won twice. They beat Wolves and they beat Liverpool. Uh, Southampton obviously uh, uh, 1-0 winners over Leicester and, and they also have two draws one against Man United and, and one against Tottenham on the last uh, day before the transfer window when Antonio Cate delivered that explosive interview, interview which may see him unemployed um, Bournemouth and Southampton guys they're a lock to go down aren't they? Yeah I couldn't agree more with that statement even though Bournemouth's only three points away from 12 and Southampton's only four points away from 12, they're total locks to go down, in my opinion. I just don't see them having the talent to fight their way out of it, nor do they really have the managers to do it either. I just I don't think they can physically get out of it. I don't, I don't see how you can have them getting out, honestly. Yeah, same for those reasons. And... um seems like Southampton just pushed all their chips in on uh, a youth rebuild. Yep. And which, I mean, unfortunately, we'll see them go down. But I think that year of growth in the championship could be really good for them. And Bournemouth, just like you saw against Arsenal, they ran out of gas at the end of that game, um, giving up late goals, um, which is another reason why I see them finishing where they are at 19th. Yeah, just spe- uh, speaking on Southampton real quick. Um, yeah, like uh, like Justin just said, with them going down with all this youth talent they have, I can see them coming right back up in a year and being like a team uh, like Fulham this year that surprises a lot of people when they come back up, make that one key right signing in the next year's summer with all this talent they have that's young. Yeah, I can easily see them surprising a bunch of people uh, in okay. two years from now when they come back up. Yeah, as long as they do keep um, some of that youth. I mean, uh, there's been talks that Lavia might be on the move, whether he comes back to City or goes somewhere else. Um, And you've also got players that could leave, like uh, James Ward-Prowse or Kyle Walker-Peters. or uh, They have have a buyback on all their players, don't they, City? Yeah, City always includes buyback. Yeah, I mean. The question is. Question for you is: Is if Southampton decide to sell the player, how does that work? Well, uh, City can come in and buy them back for their buyback clause, no matter what. Yeah. 
And I'm pretty sure if it's below the buyback clause, uh, pretty sure we get first rights to match whatever bid's being given. So, like, if I came in and tried to buy Lavia for five million under the buyback clause, you I could, think City could pay five million and grab him back. Yeah. No, I think it's City has to pay whatever the buyback clause is to get their player back. Well, if that's the case, I don't see him worth forty million right now. Yeah, then you have to let him walk. And then the the buyback is gone after that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and we we also put a sell on with most of our guys too, and. I want to say uh, his also has a uh, sell-on. I know Pedro Poros did, so we got some of the money Spurs paid to wherever he was. Boarding, yeah. Interesting. That's cool. That's cool. Anyways. Um, yeah, I think yeah, something would be, be a nice big. ad for FIFA, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like buyback clauses. They should definitely add that Yeah, in FIFA, I agree. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, – um, Southampton are on a youth rebuild, and I think they have a bright future ahead of them if they can find the right manager to work with that squad. Kind of like Burnley, you know, completely replaced their team and got a new manager, and now they look pretty good. I mean, obviously they had a really tough game in the FA Cup against City, but they're they're right there, uh, ready to get promoted. I think Southampton could be right back up. Bournemouth, however, I think, you know, with the falling out with their manager, they kind of lost a bit of their identity. They'll get picked apart, and... You know, it may be another two or three years before we see them in the Premier League again, but, uh, you know, the, that's just part of it, and we'll see what happens. Guys, yeah. is that all? You, you got anything else to add on this? No, just if those three teams that I have going down, Forest, Bournemouth, and Southampton go down, that's the biggest – the team taking the biggest L, and that's definitely Forest. No doubt. Oh, 100%. Like, then, if you – like, just the, what they did in the summer, if they go down, like, there's so many questions that have to be asked in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the way from top to bottom for that club. Ab- absolutely. Top to bottom. Yeah. But yeah, y'all brought up Burnley. They've been playing some magnificent football. And I'm pretty sure neither one of y'all watched the, or any of the city game. But for the first 30, 35 minutes, they had us on the ropes. I mean, they're going to be an exciting team to watch next year. Yeah, I'm excited for him to come up. Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty much a lock. Whenever uh, Pep leaves, companies going to City, even if he's got Burnley too. fighting for Europe. Yeah, it's a lock. He's definitely going yeah. to City, even if he's got Burnley fighting for uh, Champions League. Why would you not? I do that. I, well, yeah, yeah. He, I, go with, I go with the bread, but still. Uh, you never know. I guess we'll see. It'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to find out. I mean, you know, it's I'm, just, like a, I'm just happy to see it, that another Pep disciple is doing good. So that's actually played at City, so that they don't come after Arteta now. It's kind of like the uh, the Dabo Nick Saban thing, you know. When Nick Saban leaves, Dabo's going to Alabama. Well, I mean, he's got a good thing going. Why would he leave? You know. Well, because yeah. Burnley ain't at the level of <laughs> Clemson. Burnley ain't winning Premier League yet. <laughs> I mean, in yeah. two years, if they are, are you gonna you gonna fault them for leaving? Okay, if if Burnley wins a Premier League <laughs> and then Man City comes calling, yeah, I could see him not going. Okay. All right, yeah, that's, all right, that's, that's pretty much only you. Yeah, but if I don't see Burnley doing that anytime soon, and I see Pep leaving City within the next five years, so yeah. 
Perfect. All right, guys. Well, you know, it's been a pleasure, as always, chatting with you, having a good time. Tackling the Premier League podcast. We're on Twitter, guys. If you're listening, please follow us. It's at Tackling the Prem. We do fun stuff like a NCAA tournament bracket challenge. We do FIFA World Cup bracket challenges. We do all kind of types of fun, you know, get-togethers to see who's got the best predictability. We'd love to hear if you think we're blasphemous for some of the shit we say on the show. Or if, you know, you just you agree with one of our opinions, we'll definitely take some backup because we're always bickering and arguing between us. Um, hit us on the Twitter. Uh, no Graham, no TikTok, but we're getting on that. Probably not, but we'll see what happens. Uh, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your listen. And as always, uh, up the fucking toffees. Guys, you got anything? No, seriously, if you made it this far, thank you. It means a lot. Um, yeah, hit us up on Twitter. If you have any um, ideas uh, that you want us to talk about, hit up us, hit us up on Twitter and tell us. Well, we'll see you next time. Jeez, boys.